Look who joins us on the line. Ted Reader pulls himself away from the grill just for a few minutes to gab with his pals about grilling. <laughs> Teddy for Helinda's Meats. Um, I just sat here watching a video of you on your Instagram account. of uh, Pornhub? Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah. It's called. It's, it's called. I'd smoke that. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, uh, you are doing a video of something that people are really into. It seems these days, uh, indirect heat grilling. Now, uh, we'll get you to explain that. But basically, it's the the opposite of the 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 hot sear and then cook, right? It, it definitely is. And it's also known as um, you can do what they call the reverse sear to right. it. Right. So <clears throat> you get your you can get your your grill. And depending if you're going to do this on a gas grill, you want to get your grill up to in and around the range of about. Well, it, it really doesn't matter. You can go low or you can go hot and fast. It's up to you, but it's going to be indirect. Your heat's going to be on one side. Mm-hmm. And the meat is going to be on the other. So you can take like a prime rib or a, a tomahawk chop, something that weighs in and around three pounds, nice, uh, you know, possibly three inches thick. And you season it all up. I would put my bone dust steak spice all over that. Some fresh rosemary. And then into the grill it goes. And you let it go on the indirect, close the lid. If it's a big, thick cut of meat, if you've got a thermometer probe, uh, a digital probe, you can insert that in the center so you can watch the internal temperature come up slowly. Right. All right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the key, especially nowadays when you're spending a lot of money on uh, a great cut of meat. You don't want to screw it up. No, and sure. uh, so, so bottom line, invest in that thermometer so that you can watch that internal temperature. For me, I like to get it up to around 115 degrees Fahrenheit on the internal and then I would crank that heat up on the other side, get it up super, super hot. Anything above 450, 550, 650 degrees. And then when you hit that internal temperature, you then take that meat and you do a really big sear on the high heat to finish it off. Okay. And so it's like a low and slow. And if you want to infuse a little bit of smoke in there at that time, it's during that low and slow process that you bring it up. And you can run that at, at 225 or even 235. I've done it at, at three and a quarter, and I've done it at 400 degrees. So it, it works all the way through. It depends on how much time you've got. Ted, what has changed in the thought process here? Because for the longest while, it was sear hard and fast first so that it seals the juices in. Now, this theory would mean that the juices have run out before you sear it. How, how does that work? No, it's because it's in there and it's just slowly. Imagine it's in a sauna. Mm. Think of uh, think of yourself in a sauna and you go in and you, it just warms you right up nice and easy all the way through. That's what it's doing. It's just warming the meat up. It's keeping it all there, letting it get nice and, and, and warm and tender. And then you hit it with the hot and fast. Either method works. Right. I mean, if you're if you're taking a steak and it's it's one inch thick, you want to do that hot and fast and direct because it's going to cook very quickly. If you're doing a two inch thick steak, you can sear it and then put it to the side and close the lid and cook it for ten to twelve more minutes on the indirect, and it'll work that way. There's multiple ways that you can cook meat, and this is just. The indirect method is a little bit easier because it's a little lower and slower. 
and you won't screw it up. You know, Ted, this is one of the, the great things about watching you, not only on this video, but in person when you're cooking. You, you do the extra little things that we don't think about. For example, with the rosemary, instead of most of us would just chop it up and put it into our spice mix and then rub it in. But you take the whole uh, piece of rosemary and you wrap it in uh, amongst the... Uh, the cooking uh, string, so it wraps around the whole prime rib, which is really nice. And then you've got the pan in there with some water. So just, I guess, just giving it a little steam inside the barbecue. A little bit of humidity in there to keep it going. And that, and it, it depends on the time of year. Like right now, when it's this cold outside, a Kamado is really the way to go, like a big green egg or a Kamado Joe along those lines, because you can keep that heat in and do it nice and indirect. But, you know, in the wintertime, keep that lid closed. In the summertime, you have a little more opportunity and a little more freedom in there. But infusing flavors, fresh herbs, you can make a bed of fresh herbs. I do it with chicken quite often, is I'll take fresh sage out of the garden, trim them down and just put the, a bed of sage and then set the meat on top of the sage. And you get that sweet, sagey smoke that comes into play. Beautiful. There's just a way that, you know, fresh herbs will enhance the food so easily. Right, right, right. And then, of course, you pull the Teddy Reader trick. As the uh, as the prime rib is cooking, you, you dump beer over it, which is good. Always a little bit of drizzling of the beer. Sure. You know, I had, a, I had a buddy of mine years ago. I lived in this apartment building, and I had about five grills on my balcony. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And smokers, and it was it was kind of a weird little place. But my next door neighbor, one floor down and one apartment over, um, he'd get out there every day and he'd grill. And it would be a burger, a steak, or a chicken breast. But every time that he hit the grill, there was a drizzle of beer that came out of his bottle, right, right. on top of the meat. And that was his style, and that was his trick. And it, I always thought that was great, yeah. a great move. I learned that from him. You know, you add go. a little bit more beer. Even even the coach can be taught occasionally, Teddy. Oh, you can never stop learning, man. You 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 have to always push the envelope, uh, make mistakes. Uh, it's it's not always perfect when I do it. I screw it up too. Mm. And uh, you know, good garbage, good good barbecue comes from bad barbecue. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's yeah. and that's it. You know, practice makes perfect. And so the more you do it, um, you know, watching videos online seeing what other folks are doing it can inspire you and it can also teach you all right and that's the whole thing perfect if people want to talk to you about indirect heat grilling or prime rib or anything to do with cooking and uh, making it tasty how do they get a hold of you you're going to find me at ted grills or at ted reader barbecue the joint